So we got a number of things Friday. Of course, we'll see you at Scramblers. We're always doing the show there. We'll see you at Retro Metro. we got happy hour from 4 to 6. Uh, Chef Tiny said that there would be half-price uh, draft beer. They got Yingling on tap, uh, as well as some others. I don't know offhand. Do you get beer? When, what do you drink when you're there? Water. Okay. Yeah, I'm not much of a drinker. But you know what? I might do or, a- Is that because you're not good at it? Like, you have one and you're- People are like, oh my, she's an annoying. She's a mess. A no, wreck. I just, I've never been much of a drinker, so, but maybe I'll get one of the Yinglings. Now that well, I you know drank that they all, have you drank through all through your pregnancy, I remember. That's right, yeah. Hard, mm-hmm. heavy and hard. Uh, so yeah, that'll be half price. He's telling me while we're out there, happy hour at Retro Metro four to six. The, the drafts will be half price. If you've not been to one of the happy hours, it really is just. Us hanging out. Now, you can get food. They have, uh, of course, in the restaurant, a full dinner menu. I would recommend you make reservations if you're going to want to sit down dinner because it's packed on a Friday night. You can call them, make those reservations, and prior to the reservations, hang out with us, have drinks. And there's a a menu also, like a happy hour food menu for the bar area um, if you want. And it's just an opportunity for us to get together, hang out, kick off Labor Day weekend. Um, I know that you know sometimes these are iffy. I think, well, should, you know, are a lot of people, are they going to be leaving town? But we're like, you know what? A lot of people aren't, obviously. So we're just going to do it. We're not going to move it. And so we will be having it on Friday, 4 to 6. While you are at KSGF.com also, we have started partnering with Godfather's Pizza. If you have the KSGF app, uh, in the afternoon, around 4 o'clock on Friday, you'll get a notification about a, sp- a special KSGF deal. When you call one of the area Godfather's Pizzas and you mention that deal to them, you can get that deal. Okay, And you can get registered for a pizza party. We'll be th- we're going to throw pizza parties every so often. Uh, when you get registered for that, if you win, then you, like a dozen of you, um, will host a pizza party at one of the Godfather's that's convenient for you, whether it's Ozark, Nixa, Battlefield, or Springfield. So it's just some of the stuff. That we've got up for offerings. It's all for funsies. It's all just for us to uh, sometimes introduce you to some of our partners on air. Uh, sometimes it's for us all to hang out. Sometimes it's just to provide a good time for you. And hopefully, most of the time, it's all of those things at once. That's really what I like to do is craft things where everybody wins. We all get together and we all have a good time. Uh, look at the weather here in a couple of moments. Also coming up this hour, the... Uh, Obama Department of Justice has informed the House Judiciary Committee last night that it's not going to cooperate with subpoenas for two FBI agents. They're just not going to not going to do it. Why should they? I mean, really? Sadly, for some time, the Democrats have legitimately learned that they can do whatever the hell they want. The FBI, the Department of Justice, they can defy subpoenas, they can falsify evidence, they can submit falsified evidence to FISA courts, 
Uh, they can do all of these things. It, it, it doesn't matter. Because even when they get caught, that's the most dangerous aspect of this. It's one thing to have corruption. It's another when the corruption is revealed and the people who are corrupt get away with it because that sends a message, they unlimited power. Total and complete unlimited power. Oh, well, maybe you'll get censured by Congress. Oh, okay. That really has them worried. Didn't Congress, didn't they censure, who was it they censured a couple months? I don't even remember now who it was. Didn't they vote to censure somebody in the Obama administration? Yeah, I can't. That's how meaningful it was. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I have a memory for some of these things. Uh, the weirdest. I remember, you know, 1997, they censured this person. or the You know, Fred Thompson was the co- head of the committee looking into Chinese uh, donations to the Clintons. And, you know, I can remember those things. But uh, the, the, the censuring of, of Democrats for violating the law or ignoring subpoenas or whatever has become so meaningless. I don't even remember who it was just a couple of months ago. I think they went through and actually did it. I'll look it up. Some of you may remember. Latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Color 10's Angela Luna. A former Kickapoo High School student athlete has been ruled ineligible to play football this season after transferring to Glendale. The quarterback filed a lawsuit against SPS and the State Athletics Association, hoping a judge will help him get on the field this fall. Update now on the affordable towing truck driver that led law enforcement on a chase through Springfield Monday afternoon. We now know the driver, William Sippel, is now charged with felony resisting arrest. Authorities say Sippel drove about 11 miles before officers were able to stop the tow truck. Late night violence after last call and closing time is on the rise in Springfield. Four people have been shot during late night gatherings in Springfield since June. Two of those shootings were deadly. Police are urging community members to call 911 if they see any suspicious activity to prevent more shootings. Tune in to Color 10 News at 5 and 6. I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 84 today, 57 for low tonight, sunny and 81 tomorrow. So it may have been Mayorkas. Uh, They've talked about censuring him. There was an attempt to censure. Maybe they ended up not doing it. I don't know. Again, it's unfortunately so meaningless to Democrats to censure them. It's irrelevant, which is really sad um, because when you don't care about appearance you don't care about dignity i think they like it to be seen that they're corrupt uh it's almost like showboating for them that they can get away with it uh sarah brought up during the news there adam schiff there was an attempt to not only censure him but to charge him for the taxpayer dollars that he spent on an investigation he knew wasn't true he was out there we now know lying to the american people falsely claiming and using his position as chair of that committee as uh, as authority, that there was proof that there was collusion between Trump and Russia. Uh, there were smoking guns, and he just kept just wait till it comes out. And then he would have to admit, actually, there were none. So all of that was a lie, and he knew it was a lie. Uh, it, of course, failed. The Republican-controlled Congress did not successfully pass a censure with the fine. I believe, though, there was going to be a follow-up censure vote without a fine, and I don't even remember how it went. I, yeah, I, I just, and I have a memory for these things. It's sad that those repercussions are so meaningless. And again, they're meaningless because it's, you know, when you were, maybe, uh, maybe you were this kid in elementary school. When I was in elementary school, if you got in trouble, you got your name written on the board. Is that what they did to you still in elementary school? When you were in elementary school, did they write names on the board? Yeah. Yeah. 
my name was on the board more than one. You know what? One time my name got, <laughs> we were in art class. I was in fifth grade. And Denise, Denise, uh, she got her name written on the chalkboard for talking or something. Probably to me. And then I, I either did this or I told someone else to do it. I don't remember. I had a habit of doing that too, getting other people to do funny things. And I had them change the D in her name to a P. I got in trouble for that. How old were you? Fifth grade. However old that is. Um, I once got, I also got in trouble once because this was, actually it was ninth grade. And I was waiting for the bus to pick me up. This is way too old to have told a joke like this. And I was new in the school and waiting for the bus uh, at after school. And a teacher overheard me say to another student, do you know why Peter Pan fl- or how Peter Pan flies? And they're like, no, how? And I said, well, you'd fly too if someone hit your Peter with a pan. And I got in trouble for that too. <laughs> anyway, there was, a, the, there was always the kid in school that went. So some of us, if you got your name written on the board, you were embarrassed. If you had to go stand in the corner, you were, you were afraid. Oh, if my parents find out. But there was always that one kid that he almost was defiant. He was like proud. Oh, you know, just strut up there, smirking about it the whole time because it it just didn't it didn't matter to that kid. It was only it was a boy. It was always a boy too. He didn't care. That's what de- that's how Democrats are in government. They, it's a it, they they for them it's a badge. It it's it's a moment of pride. Because they got away with it, and because it's a demonstration that ultimately in the end, the law doesn't matter, they matter. They're the ones in charge, not the law. And they are above the law, and they showboat that fact. And so censoring and all of these things, it's, it's, it varies from nothing to them to a laughing point for them to uh, a see I told you so from them. Okay, what are we looking at here? Let's get a traffic update. And then uh, the latest Washington Examiner piece, uh, evidently it was last night that the DOJ just flat out told the House Judiciary Committee, eh, we're not going to comply with this subpoena. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I don't want to belabor this point, but it just does indicate how corrupt we've all accepted the government is. Oh, yeah. And we were just trying to figure out, we are talking about censorship and, and in Congress and how Democrats have made it meaningless. Frankly, they've made impeachment meaningless as well because it's clear that, well, one, it's just this stew of corruption. But, you know, at the same time, they will use those things as weapons for political purposes. And I mentioned that a couple of months ago, Congress, and it, I wasn't thinking of Schiff. I was trying to, it's like, I know that they were talking about him censuring someone. Was it Mayorkas? Someone else had texted me saying, was it Merrick Garland? It's like, I don't remember. And I, I'm thinking to myself, at the same time, all of these people, Republicans have talked about doing something to do, it, whether impeaching or we've heard impeachment of, of Merrick Garland or censuring uh, uh, the Im- impeachment or censuring of, of, uh, of uh, Christopher Ray, the censuring or impeachment of Mayorkas, 
Biden, of course, as well. But it just never happens. Uh, and at the same time, like I said, it's it is meaningless, I, I, I suppose. So one could say, well, what's the big deal uh, if they don't do anything about it? If at the same time you note that it really doesn't matter anyway. And I don't know. Maybe you're right. I, it, this is just the sad state of affairs where we are today. It, it's it's a you feel like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop when all of the kids are just running so chaotically around. They're doing whatever it is they want, and there's absolutely and it's just you throw your hands up and you're like, okay, well, other than just scream at them, which that doesn't do any good because it's clear we as taxpayers, as voters, as citizens, we don't have any authority over them. They rule over us. To that, Washington Examiner reporting this morning, the Department of Justice informed the House Judiciary Committee last night that it would not cooperate with subpoenas for two FBI agents involved in the department's investigation of Hunter Biden because of the committee's stipulations for their deposition. In other words, because they don't want to. Carlos Uriarte, DOJ Assistant Attorney General, claimed in a letter obtained by the Washington Examiner to Committee Chairman Jim Jordan that his subpoena to the two agents, quote, lack legal effect and cannot constitutionally be enforced. You know, uh, that is similar to what Steve Bannon, the position he took. That the reasons they were subpoenaing him, he did not have to comply for constitutional reasons. And what happened to him? See this again, this is what I'm talking, and this is what all of us know. If anything, one could argue that people in the Department of Justice should be held to a higher standard than somebody like a Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon argued that he was not legally required, same stance the Department of Justice is taking here, to show up for the subpoena. This was through the January 6th committee. But, of course, he was a Trump guy, see? He's a Republican, see? That guy was sentenced to four months in prison. Department of Justice, however, again, a division that many people might argue should be held to a higher standard. They're just flat out like, no, nah, we're just, no, nah, I don't think so. Do we think that they are going to face prison time? We all know they're not. We all know they're not going to. All the time, while being told to our face by the left in this country and the Biden administration and the Justice Department that there's no two levels of justice. Oh, no, 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 there's only one. Oh, really? Really? The National Archives acknowledging it has 5,000 emails over 5,000 emails that have fake names. These are the fake names that Joe Biden was using in order to do government business. They have admitted that in their possession, they have over 5,300 emails and documents potentially con uh, containing the fake names that Biden reportedly used during his vice presidency, according to a new lawsuit. I like how they use the term pseudonyms also. Doesn't that sound much less nefarious than fake names? The Southeastern Legal Foundation sued the National Archives and Record Administration demanding all 
Biden Vice Presidential Records and Communications related to three email accounts, RobinWare456 at gmail.com, JRBWare at gmail, and Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov. According to House Republicans investigating the Biden family, those are the fake names that then-Vice President Biden used to communicate with his son, Hunter. We know this because of the laptop that Hunter Biden left behind at that repair shop that people within the intelligence community ran a disinformation campaign against the United States of America in order to alter the outcome of the election, and by all accounts, they were successful. The thing that they noted or falsely claimed Putin was doing, when Putin was doing it, he was the most evil guy in the world. When our own government does it against us, well, they're just looking out for us, make sure that we make the right decision come election time. Now, there are a lot of what we also know, and this is important. They weren't discussing weather. These were emails dealing with government business. Hunter Biden was not White House staff. Hunter Biden was not in the vice president's office as some sort of official advisor. Hunter Biden, during that period of time, by all accounts, was running around the country, leaving crack pipes behind in rent-a-cars, while filming himself having sex with hookers. And having sex with, you know, wives and ex-wives of dead brothers, and I, I can't even keep it all straight. It was during that period of time that then-Vice President Joe Biden, while having communications with these fake email names with doing official White House vice presidential business, government business, is copying Hunter Biden on. Now, of course, according to Democrats, this is meaningless. It's nothing. We don't need to know why. It's probably because this is just what happens when a father loves his son. And how dare Republicans go after somebody with a drug addiction? Don't you understand what it's like to have a family member with a drug addiction? How dare you? Now, many people will question, and that this is legitimate, why, why do this? What, what's the point in doing this? This is information that clearly can be found. Why, why come up with a fake name? And while there may be numerous reasons for doing so, one of the less complicated reasons is to keep these emails hidden when... There is a, a, a FOIA request, and when you do a FOIA request, so for example, I want information regarding you know communications from Joe Biden's office, so I list the email. Like, okay, for Joe Biden's, uh, I, I want communications from this person, this person. Well, what's Joe Biden's email? Joe.Biden at WhiteHouse.org, whatever it is. So if the, the only way that you would know to request the other emails is if you happen to know the fake email address that's being used, which, of course, no one was supposed to know about. We all learned of it because of Hunter Biden leaving that laptop behind and the emails that were on it. So it's it's essentially to get around Freedom of Information Act, um, you know, get around the law, keep things hidden. 
And again, arguably there are other reasons, but generally speaking, that is the most simple explanation. It is so people who do the request and when the government says, okay, we're looking for all of the emails from joe.biden at whitehouse.gov, none of these other emails come up. Meanwhile, Republican Texas Representative Michael McCall, he is the chair of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. He is concerned about what appears to be sensitive U.S. government documents ending up in the hands of Iranian regime-friendly media. The congressman expressed alarm Monday after the Tehran Times, an Iranian outlet friendly to the regime, obtained what appeared to be an internal State Department memo showing U.S. Special Envoy for Iran Robert Malley had his uh, security clearance suspended. McCall said in a press release, if the memo is authentic, it's extremely concerning, especially since this is not the first time the Iranian regime's mouthpieces appeared to have sensitive U.S. government information recently while Congress is kept in the dark. He went on to say this latest chapter raises serious questions about how the regime obtained this potentially authentic document and what other sensitive or classified information they may have. The State Department needs to do a top-to-bottom security review because I'm concerned that they have a leak. Now, let's not forget. One of the criminal charges against Trump you may recall, was marketed to the American people as Trump having and, quote, leaking information regarding Iran. Remember this? This was the tape, the tape in which Trump was talking about the classified information and that, and then his papers are rustling and they're, they're suggesting that he was showing them these documents, though the audio does not show, it doesn't, prove that at all but we were told the the serious nature of this to the point that he should be put in prison is because he was leaking information regarding iran now here we have secret iranian or uh, secret information about the United States, things that are going on within the United States, that somebody within the Biden administration is leaking literally to the Iranians. I suspect we'll be told that this is no big deal, though. That the sort of thing that they, they arguably essentially faked the scenario with Trump, they're trying to claim he was doing something that he wasn't necessarily, but for the sake of comparing here, what they claim Trump did that, that requires him to be put in prison is in the same arena of what apparently this administration is doing, and that is leaking information that is in, you know, involving Iran in some capacity. But no big deal, nothing to see here. You know, this is the sort of information that really isn't that big of a deal. You know, things get overclassified all the time. You and I know how this goes. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Before we get a traffic update, a few of your messages on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, which is 447KSGFO, or if you download the app. 
which is fantastic to have. You can listen to the show live. You can listen to podcasts. You can text us easily from there's a text and call. You just hit the button. You don't have to worry about the number. Uh, so I, w- I was talking earlier about our um, upcoming happy hour at Retro Metro. Oops. And... Oh, man, I accidentally closed out our emails here. Please hold. Please hold. Uh, so we've got our happy hour at Retro Metro, and this is where we just get together, hang out. I mentioned that there are, uh, while we're out there, Chef Tiny said they're going to be doing half-price drafts. And I was mentioning Yingling because of um, uh, the fact that that is uh, relatively popular. Someone noted that f- um, 4 by 4 also has tapped there. So that I know is uh, definitely going to be of interest to you, local brewery. In fact, I was at uh, Vineyard Market last night and uh, someone had a 4x4 shirt on there as well. A couple of the other text messages. Uh, talking about kids getting in trouble in school and uh, one of you said that you got in trouble for cutting a little girl's ponytail off when you were in kindergarten with those round pointed scissors. I said, or I asked, did she have it coming? And the answer was yes. She kept flopping her hair in my face when I sat behind her in class. Clearly, she deserved it. And regarding the fake email names, addresses that Joe Biden had going when he was vice president, and who knows, maybe he still has them as president. My biggest problem with the fake Joe Biden names is how boring they are. If I had a fake name, uh, it would be something like Wolfgang McDangerfield. I think that that sounds pretty good. I would go for something like that as well. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I did not realize when I read the text message regarding the, the Joe Biden email, and there was a text message saying that my biggest problem with the fake Joe Biden names is how boring they are. If I had fake names, it would be something like Wolfgang McDangerfield. That was Josh with Pyramid Roofing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I failed to see that. I like that. Uh, all right. So a couple of other text messages coming in. Um, when I was in sixth grade, I put soap in the water fountain. My mom thought it was hilarious. Well, given that he, you were not disciplined, I'm sure you were texting me from prison right now um, another asking did you I'm, I'm joking of course <laughs> when I uh, when I lived in Kentwood at MSU the fountain outside Juanita K that all that was constantly I mean it seemed like every single day at some point they'd finally shut it down and quit putting because people would always put detergent in that fountain it would over it's amazing how, how many much you can get in terms of suds pouring out into the streets but i don't know if they do that any longer and then sometimes they put food coloring in it as well so the bubbles would be a bright color Uh, i'm not sure maybe it's still done i don't know the answer to that okay the first alert forecast from color 10 fox 49 meteorologist tom schmidt sunny 84 today low of 57 tonight sunny high of 81 tomorrow I'm sure many of you have seen the video or at least read the story about the young student at a Colorado charter school who was kicked out of class for having the Gadsden flag patch on his backpack because the teacher declared that it had origins in slavery and racism, which of course is not true, but hey. We are observing the evolution of schools 
transitioning from centers of education and exercises in intellectual approach and transitioning to indoctrination camps, not how to think, but what to think. And in fact, college campuses, for the most part, have become that way, which is why, if you notice, people on the left want college to be free because all they are, they're indoctrination camps for their ideology. Of course they want it free. Can you, can you imagine that dream world for the left? Not only do they have indoctrination camps set up all over this country to to take otherwise individuals, young people with the ability to think and transform them into followers, obedient individuals that just memorize what is good to believe and what is bad to believe. And to recognize that people who do not believe the good things are bad people, not only to have all over this country that's that those those institutions set up, but then to have taxpayers actually pay for those individuals for, for young people to go there. I it's just dream world for them. So it is of no surprise when we see these stories pop up in the public schools. Now, what is a surprise is the follow-up story where the Democrat Colorado governor, Democrat Colorado governor, in response to this, calls the Gadsden flag a proud symbol of American revolution in response to the video. Here's the story. After being urged to respond to the news that a young student at a Colorado charter school was kicked out of class for having a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack, Governor Jared Polis, Democrat Colorado, took to social media to defend the flag as a proud symbol of the American Revolution. Now, for those of you that don't know the Gadsden flag, you have seen it. It is essentially it's, it's yellow flag with a snake. Conservatives on social media replied by urging the governor to do something about the school disciplining the student for displaying the famous Don't Tread on Me flag. The governor made his comments on Twitter after the viral video showed the 12-year-old student of the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs in a meeting with the school administrator and his mother after he was removed from class for having the patch on his backpack. During the meeting, which appeared to be filmed by the student's mother, the school staff member informed them both that young Jaden would not be allowed to return to class because the patch may be problematic for other students because of its origins with slavery. By the way, let me tell you how this oftentimes works. And this is the level of absurdity and indoctrination that happens in these schools. You'll have a student, 12 years old, come into class, and most likely, there isn't a single student in the class that not only knows anything about the patch, but doesn't even think anything of, thing of it. It's just a random, random patch, a random symbol. You know, kids, they've got you know, patches with everything under the sun. Symbols that are, represent cartoons, that represent brands, everything else. So here you have, in all likelihood, a kid with a patch on his backpack that not a single kid thinks a thing about, but the teacher who's a lefty. sees it, and is offended on behalf of all of the students. And so jerks them out of class for the safety of the kids, who, by the way, of course, most likely didn't think a thing of the patch to begin with. 
But see, they have to be told to be offended. This is how it works. This is what happens with um, critical race theory. It's all the same approach. Young people who have not been tainted by these evils, that's the, the evils of dividing people and rewriting our history, get along with each other just fine, aren't offended by symbols, but then the adults come in and they're like, oh, you kids, you don't understand how bad this stuff is. Oh, hey, you black students and white students, don't you know that these white students over here have privilege? We all need to sit down and make sure that the white kids understand that they have it really, really good. And the black kids have it really, really bad. We've got to create that friction between the, the, the people here. And then these symbols over here, oh, let me tell you about those. They destroy ch the innocence of childhood. So the teacher tells 12-year-old Jaden he can't return to the class because the patch may be problematic for other stu students because of its origins with slavery. Jaden's mother debated the school staff member throughout the meeting, noting that the flag originated during the American Revolution as a symbol of the 13 colonies' fight against the British crown and was not about slavery. Still, because, of course, the truth doesn't matter when you are somebody whose approach is from the left. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. So the school staffer insisted, regardless of the truth, that, quote, the bag can't go back if it's got the patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. The faculty member then told Jane's mother that the Vanguard School's director of operations, Jeff Yoakum, could help her better understand the policy. This is another approach of the left. Whenever women stand up for themselves, and stand up for the truth. They get patted on the head and they get to, well, we'll have somebody explain it to you, sweetheart. Either that or maybe you should see counseling. That's what they get told when they don't want to compete or take showers with boys who identify as girls, that they need counseling. Email correspondence between the mother and Yoakum revealed the director's stance that the Gadsden flag has been associated with racist groups and has been interpreted by some as a racially charged symbol, thus justifying the policy again. Now, you would think an institution that's about educating would take this as an opportunity to educate, right? Instead of basing policy and discipline on rumors and untruths. Because that's their position here. See, it doesn't matter that the Gadsden flag doesn't have anything to do with racism. Some people say it does. So that's what matters. Not the truth. Not educating those who aren't aware. But instead, basing policy in an education environment on what people think, even though they're wrong. Once news of the video and subsequent correspondence made it to social media, it generated backlash from conservatives who demanded Polis to speak about it. Why is it that only conservatives seem to care about the truth? Why is it? It's funny because, you know, on the left, they love to run with this mantle, this, this virtue of being the ones who really care about education. But when it comes to actual education and actually educating people on facts, it's noted consistently that conservatives are the ones who are trying to do it. After influencer, the redheaded libertarian, 
and Libertas Institute President Connor Boyack, the author and activist who broke Jaden's story, asked Governor Polis to weigh in. The governor replied on Twitter. Now, again, hats off. I don't know what came over this guy. The governor of Colorado, who is a Democrat, posted, quote, obviously the Gadsden flag is a proud symbol of the American Revolution and an iconic warning to Britain or any government not to violate the liberties of Americans. It appears on popular American medallions and challenge coins through today, and Ben Franklin also adopted it to symbolize the union of the 13 colonies. The governor added, it's a great teaching moment for a history lesson. Despite the post appearing to defend the legacy of the flag, more users demanded that Polis take action against the school for attempting to punish Jaden. Spectator contributing editor Stephen Miller posted, perhaps you can educate your educators then. Others, you know, saying, now hold the school accountable. Now let me, honest to goodness, the, let me tell you, these teachers should be gone. But I, I'm going to tell you it's for a different reason than a lot of people are arguing. The teachers should not be gone because of the way that they dealt with this. Now, let me try to articulate this. That's not the primary reason. I, I think that there is a valid argument that perhaps there should be some retribution for that. But the real reason they should not be there is because they are so ignorant about education. That they who are supposed to be the ones doing the teaching. They are supposed to be the ones when somebody comes along and has a, 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 an erroneous understanding of history, who have a false understanding, they have been taught incorrectly, the teachers are the ones who are supposed to be there to say, oh, actually, that's not true, this is. Not the other way around. And if you have... People that are in there, I, I don't care whether she's a good person, bad person. It's not about the teachers. It's about the students. And that's a reason so many teachers should go. It isn't because they're you know, leftist or because they're rude or because of the litany of other reasons they name call students that we, you know, we, we see this quite consistently pop up on social media as students will secretly record teachers. But it's because they're failing at their job. And as taxpayers, we pay a lot of money per student to have such absolute failure ruin these young kids and the direction that they are ultimately going to head out in this country and in this world. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Everyone, Sarah Meyer. Hey, thank you. Well, I recently read an article that the average price for a new vehicle is around $46,000. So if you are in the market for a new vehicle, it's important that you get the right vehicle for you. And you can do research and do a test drive, but sometimes it's great to have something a little bit longer than that 10-minute test drive that you do at the dealership. And that's why I recommend Avis's long-term rental program. Now, I wish that the program would have been around whenever I was buying 
my new car. And don't get me wrong, my my car is great, but I realized after I purchased it that I just don't have enough storage. But I really do love my long-term rental. I have no vehicle maintenance that I have to worry about. Uh, I don't have to take any trips to the DMV. And the best part is I can swap vehicles out every couple of months if I wish to do so. I actually just swapped out of my Chevy Bolt and I am now in a 2023 Chevy Trailblazer. And let me tell you, I really, really love it. Uh, now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store off of Fort and Sunshine and speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Your car usually smells like baloney. What? It doesn't really. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't have a sense of smell. It could. You're a jerk. It doesn't. I'm kidding. Well, now I'm self-conscious. Way to go, Nick. Well, it's a good thing you're not driving your actually actual vehicle. It then, probably does it? smell like baloney. It doesn't smell like baloney. It if it did, does. I wouldn't have said anything. Well, it probably does. You know, I got the little one, and he snacks now. On so, baloney? Well, like, I mean, just everything. So mm. there's a good chance that something's falling under the seat. Whatever. I don't care. Did you hear Martha Stewart's under fire? No. For what? Uh, for using um, ice chipped off an iceberg to chill her cocktail during a trip to Greenland. Okay. So here's the story. And by the way, this whole story, it's, it's just the, the standard virtue signaling outrage by people who have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Martha Stewart's Arctic getaway has landed her in some hot water. Oh, great Ooh. opening line. Oh, yes. Stewart posted a picture of herself on social media enjoying a cocktail abroad a luxury cruise traveling to Greenland from Iceland. She wrote in a post, We actually captured a small iceberg for our cocktail tonight. She also shared a photo of a huge piece of ice sitting on a black cart, presumably the ice she was referring to being used in her drink. The rest of the post featured photos of glaciers and beautiful scenery from her journey and concluded with a pic of the 82-year-old in cold-weather gear on the deck of a ship. Her post received backlash from her followers who felt her comments ignored the climate crisis. One commenter wrote, Martha, the ice caps are melting. Don't put them in your drink. Well, if they're melting, then what difference does it make? I mean, right? What like th this is just the level of stupidity. Another said, "I generally love Martha and the excesses of her life because she's about beautiful gardens, homes, and food. But wealthy white people drinking their iceberg cocktails while the planet is in flames is a bit tone deaf." Oh, okay. Out one, I don't know whether this actually was a chunk of ice that came from. And by the way, it may not have been from an actual iceberg, but these ice sheets, which while in, I think it's the Arctic, they say that you know some of it's melting off, but the Antarctic, it's the opposite. They're they're growing, so there's actually we're seeing an increase in these, um, you know, giant chunks of ice. Another saying, but I I love you, or Martha, I love you. But weren't you just talking about climate change with your washout on your driveway in New York? Melting icebergs for a cocktail surely won't help. Well, it's not going to hurt. <laughs> I mean, th this is the thing that kills me. On one hand, they claim that, the, that all of this ice is melting. Well, then what difference does it make if she has it melt in her drink, whether it's there or elsewhere? See, these are the questions that a thinking person oftentimes has rolling around in their head. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Okay, everyone. Glenn Beck is coming up next. Don't forget, get yourself registered for a pizza party. You know, 
at uh, Godfather's Pizza. We'll kind of host it for you and 11 of your friends or whomever. Uh, what's more fun than, than a pizza party, right? Taking us back to the days of being younger and having fun. Uh, while you're there, sign up for Lunch Bunch at Retro Metro as well. And, of course, any of the show that you miss, the on-demand section, ksgf.com. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. I'm Nick Reed.